Welcome to Resource Sessions. I'm Gwendolyn Stirk of Stirk Family Law, and I have the honor and privilege to introduce you to Laura Vroom with Camp Manitoba. And she's going to be our not-for-profit organization and hero, and we want to move forward and get to know a little bit about the camp. So welcome, Laura. Thank you very much, Gwen. I really appreciate that. No Such problem. an honor to be here with you. Well, thank you so much. Well, first of all, tell us a little bit about the camp. Well, Camp Manitoba has been here since 1957, believe it or not, um, a very long time. Um, I've actually sat in this seat for about the last 22 years. Um, we service um, kids, schools, uh, outside organizations, groups year-round, fall, spring, winter. Uh, our largest program, though, is our summer camp program. We do both overnight camp or sleepover residential. Everybody has a different title for that, but kids sleep here in cabins. And we also do day camp. We do about 4,000 kids spots a summer. We hire about 65 to 75 college students. We train them for about two weeks, give them the tools they need to kind of go off and make that program happen. So that is a big part of what we do. Another large part of what we do is outdoor education. So we team with schools, uh, private groups, Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, pretty much um, even um, neighborhood organizations um, and even like kids at risk organizations. And then we do outdoor ed. So the outdoor ed in that sense means our climbing wall, a zip line, uh, group initiatives, how to work together, team building activities, anything like that. So that's probably another large part of what we do. And then our third part would be retreats. And that's when groups contact us and say, hey, we want to bring um, an anti-drug, anti-alcohol group to your camp and stay for three or four nights. Or um, we do a camp for kids whose parents have been murdered. It's a, through a very special foundation, um, the Sheila A. Doyle Foundation, and it was started by some kids whose parents were murdered. And so um, we have those as our retreat business or groups that we work with to have them sleep overnight and have an experience here. Now, so let's unpack that a little bit because it's a lot to take in because you do so many different roles. So you're in Frankfurt and mm -hmm. your camp, though, is eligible to anybody, right? I mean, anybody can come to it that wants to. Anybody right. that comes and contacts us. We did. We even do some corporate training and not a lot, honestly, but we do even some of that. Anybody who contacts us, we try to come up with a date that fits right in our calendar. Any parent can send their kid. It's anybody who wants to come. Right. And that's eligible. So that's widely available information. And that would be true, not just of the summer program, it's my understanding, but all the programs throughout the year, a parent could call you and say, what do you have available for my child or children to attend? Correct? Yep. Yep. And we would walk them through what is available. Got it. And does that include during the school year, some after school care? We do not do any after school. We do not do any after school because we do so much of the outdoor education with schools and they usually do stay till about five or six. But we um do like a couple, we call them touch points. So they're just the points where kids can come here and have a, a single day event, like on a Saturday, um, just so that Again, kids that know us have a safe place they can go to if they know, you know, we have a lot of repeat children too in our programs and use our place. And so kids feel like to some kids, they call us their second home. So really nice. Right. And it is a safe environment. And I think that's critical. I think that a lot of parents are out there looking for things for their children to get involved with. 
but it's my understanding that this isn't just little children. You're servicing people, a lot of teenage programs. Would that be true? Yeah, we have every age from uh, our youngest is first grade in in our exact summer camp program and our oldest is uh, going into freshman year of college. So as well as then, we really truly believe as a full-time staff here, that training of those college students to do and work with us is also part of what we do because we give them a lot of skills to move forward in the workplace and in schools and understand um kind of kids and age groups and uh, working with other people and right, even right. some of our staff sleep here. So they even understand the whole housing, living together and working together and kind of doing that in the trenches together. Yeah. And everybody's getting that training then all across the board, which is really interesting. Now, outside of the outdoor programs that you provide, which I really know you're known for in our community, um, you also service different classifications of kids. So it's my understanding that there are certain programs that might be geared for children with a special need. Would that be true? Yep. Yeah. There's programs with four kids that have special, um, I, any kind of services that a child needs. We we're open to that. We work a little bit with special rec, um, program here in Frankfurt, the Lincoln yep. special rec. Again, that's a great way and a great organization that we kind of team with, um, yep. We just really feel like if we can team with people who are doing good things, we yeah. can have that all work together well. Right. And have a safe environment, like you said, for the kids to go to and to learn life skills. I mean, being with other kids, learning how to get along, how to manage their emotions, not having that, you know, their parents right behind the door and they have to, you know, you when you're at camp, mm -hmm. I remember as a kid, when I was at camp, there was nobody there to help me. And back then we didn't have phones, you know, you didn't have a cell phone to call somebody and you know, a line there, you had to figure it out. Right. Right. And I will say that's still us when we do not allow phones. That's just who we are as an organization. We have always had that as our rule. Um, and so we have, we, you know, we go back to the basics of you get a greasy watermelon and you play steal the bacon. We go through hundreds of water balloons. We teach kids how to work together um, on our work ropes course. We give them problem skills and have them try to work it out together. They can do crafts, they swim, whatever it is that we can put in a day that a kid just has a great time, but feels like they have able to use your energy, enjoy other people and understand the good things of that we've been given around us versus being on electronics. Absolutely. And I have to say that the last time I was at the camp was with the Frankfurt Chamber and I was just totally taken back by, and I think it was because of the time of year, but it was just beautiful. I mean, it was an absolutely peaceful environment that you could walk through and really enjoy. And I think that sometimes, you know, we're so busy in life, right? Mm -hmm. Amen. The basics of the structure of what the world is. I mean, it's all of creations available and you're really able to facilitate that through the camp that you have there. Now, yeah. you know, the camp goes back a long time. Was there a history of its affiliation and where you are today? Can you share that with us? Yeah, our affiliation, again, back in um, in 1957, and that was, um, it was started by a group of laymen, honestly, that all went to the same church and denominations. It was the Reformed Church in America. And those men um, bought the property. And literally, I have old time videos of them opening up the back of their their 
their cars and having coffee and sandwiches as they cleared out this property to do this camp. And so um, they just had a real want for there to be something for on the South side. Now, lots of those city, those churches were in the city back then. Yeah. And so this seemed like a very far outside um, place. Um, that is, as we know, is not the case anymore. You know, oh. we're really a suburb, but um, back then they went way out there to Frankfurt and bought this farm and then cleared up the property and then kind of started it that way as a group of laymen. Since then, that has kind of um, fallen, I, should, I don't want to say fallen apart, but we've really come to come underneath our own board of trustees. So we're an independent 501c3 that is run on our own board that we, um, that is a rotating every three, three, three years, you can re up to six, but that kind of manages who we are and who I report to. And then the property sits in a land trust. Right. So it kind and of is- because it's been that long, that's the beauty of the property. You've maintained it, but you get that feel still. And I think that's what critical that people need to understand. You still feel like you're away. You know, yes, the yep. suburbs have grown around it. But when you pull up and you really get in and you walk the paths, you see that you're really in another world. And you can be right there, but yet in another world, right? Yep, exactly. And I think even kids, like... That and it amazes me that on a given day I have four or five hundred children on our property and I can stand and not hear them. Like right. it's not that it's this crazy everybody on top of each other. It really feels like this is still really a very peaceful, easy because we spread them out and they just have fun. So that's fantastic. Now I know that people always are saying, well, you know, it's a camp, maybe traditionally, I think it's becoming known more as summer when that's not the case. And I think it's important that we, you know, change that stereotype. But also there's people that support the camp. I mean, in order to maintain the amount of property that you have and the buildings that you have to facilitate that many children, right? Yeah. You're going to have to have some support. So tell us how that support structure works. Well, in our world here, our support is I, I do some of our fundraising. So we do get quite a few outside groups or people that just believe in what we do. They either have been a camper or have had a retreat here or had a life changing time at the camp. And so they want to give back to that place as well as um, we have like local businesses that have been extremely helpful to us that understand the value of what kids and people get here. And so uh, people can donate and do donate to us. They can donate online. They send us checks, whoever they are, as well as we do some uh, work in trying to find um, some scholarship information so that kids can come here. And we have special groups that do that, as well as a big part of even what we do is we encourage volunteerism. It's a huge part of who we are. It has grown exponentially over the last 10 years. At this point, I even have like eight or nine women that come every single Wednesday morning and they do whatever I ask them to do. So they garden, clean filter, they, and have kind of come up with their own um, philanthropy group of just trying to be service orientated and they work together and they didn't even know each other before they started here. And now I've really grown this bond. And honestly, I just kind of tell them, whatever you ladies think needs to go, I'm open to, you know, or what you need to have happen. So we've been really blessed by having the volunteer piece, as well as people financially serving us and helping us and giving us what we need, as well as local businesses, organizations, um, just being servants to us and helping us in financial means as well as work. So now, do you have any specific events that occur throughout the year that may be targeted towards fundraising? 
Yeah, we have something in the spring called Spring into Summer. Um, it's a one-day event. And part of that is, is that um, we do have such a beautiful property. And many, many people would like to just be on our property. And and I um, and we want to encourage that. At the same time, it's hard if you're here or there's children here to have other people here because we want to really protect them as much as possible. So we try to do these this event so that anybody who wants to come here could just come on our property walk the property, check out the pool, go to any any building they want. They're all unlocked and people, it's just kind of a free for, free day. We serve food, drinks, and you can just enjoy the property that we feel like we have been blessed to get to use to do the work that we do. You're like an open house then. Yeah. Yep. Very much. Is that a fundraiser for you or is that just- It is. It's a big fundraiser for us. Yep. And that happens every year in the spring? Yep, it does. And we ask people to um, sponsor that event. Sure. And then are there any other events through the year that become opportunities for fundraising? No, not not typically. We do some um, asks and things like that, but we do not do like a a banquet or anything like that at this time. Just because in in our world here, it is, um, and what we have found is that there's a lot of competition in that world and being who we are and what we are, um, we're we're not maybe an organization that would have alcohol or other events or things like that. Yeah. And so there's a, there's a certain niche that we really try to get to and try to meet. Well, look at, you can showcase your property. Other people can't, right? So right. you have a lot to offer yeah. to have people come out for that day. And what yeah. a great opportunity you're in between seasons and you're in the springtime to really get people mm -hmm. to understand what it really yeah. is about. And, you know, they're talking about youth programs throughout our community and we hear the news, you know, and it's always bad news. And they're always saying, you know, we have to have something for children, whether it be young children or teens to be able to do and to occupy. And what a better opportunity than to get to go to camp where you really right. learn about relationships, how to get along with each other and how to enjoy God's beautiful creation. Right. So right. all yep, that is what confidence. you guys stand for. Right. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. All those things. Yep. Now, if somebody wanted to learn more about the camp, first of all, where would they go? What they um, we have a website, manitoukwa.org, and that will give you all the information you want. But honestly, again, we are a large place, but we are a small place in that if you call here, you still get a human. You will not ever get into a phone system. Um, and, and my staff wants to because we really believe that's part of who we are. We want to care for people. We want people to feel comfortable and cared for. And so we still answer the phone. So if you want to call us at, at Camp Manitoba, you are welcome to. Or you can check our website. You can, um, whatever you want to do or whatever feels comfortable for you. We even still, I mean, we, we do take most of our registrations for campers online. But we have some that are not comfortable doing that yet. Um, typically, there are grandparents that want to send their grandkids to camp. And so we say, bring in a paper form. We'll make that all happen. That's not a problem. Right. So we still have that kind of feel in that we want people to feel comfortable and um, that their questions are being answered. And I, I do know that for some, going on a website is overwhelming, especially if you do offer, like you said earlier, so many different things and so many different ways to do them that if you need someone to call, just feel free to call here. And one of my staff will be more than happy to answer any questions that you have. That's fantastic. And I encourage everybody. I mean, I know a lot of people who have a hobby of gardening 
you know, they mm -hmm. get their yard in a certain place. They want to give back. There are things that you can do. You can help in oh, so many amen. different ways. There may be that monetary piece that you can give, but there may be that service piece. And, you know, you're in nature doing the work. What more could you ask for? Right. Mm -hmm. And, and know, honestly, I think if, if you come out here and you see the kids doing what kids are doing, it encourages your your person to right. see what they're doing. The kids are out having fun, playing together, being kids. And it says, yes, there is going to be a good future. It's not just um, electronics and, and kids sitting in their houses playing games. Kids are still out running, laughing and having a good time. You know, it's really refreshing to hear that. And it's refreshing for all of us. You know, we forgot the concept of play. And I also, I'm a believer that adults need to play too, you know, yep. you need to find that time to be able to enjoy, like I said, God's beautiful creation. It yep. is beautiful. It's something to honor and to, you know, it can service you in so many different ways. It can be refreshing. It's a form of worship. There's a lot of different ways to enjoy and your camp is one of them. So we really appreciate everything that you do for the community at large, the services that you offer, and especially for the children that you care for on just a regular and a consistent basis. So thank, thank you. you very much for being with us. We're going to take your contact information, be able to share it. And listen, if you're out there and you're saying, wow, I really enjoy nature. This is who I am. This is my personality. Or I need to play more. I need to have a place for my kids to go. Take 10 minutes, go out, go look at their website, give them a call talk to them because I think that you're really going to be refreshed to know that these places still exist, right? Thank you. Yep. Thank you very much. Thanks for having him. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. To learn more or to connect with Stirk Family Law Group or Gwendolyn J. Stirk, call 815-600-8950 or visit stirkfamilylaw.com. The information in this podcast is not legal advice and should not be construed as such. It is for informational and educational purposes only.